Hallelujah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. That was a powerful worship set. Thank you, Bridge Church and our beautiful daughter, Jessica, as she brought that powerful prayer, reminds us that at the name of Jesus, our spiritual health, the health of our soul can be changed at the name, at the name, at the mention of a name. That's powerful. So this morning, we are going to continue part one of faith moves our health, our spiritual health is our emphasis today. And so I want us to look at James chapter five, verses 15 through 16 in the NIV. It says, and the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I encourage you to go back and look at James chapter 5, verse 15 through 16, and break it down. Look at the words with a different focus. If I pray for someone else, the Bible tells me that I will be healed. If I confess my sins and pray for someone else, I will be healed. You want to be spiritually healthy? You've got to confess your sins and pray for others and care about others. So this month, we're going to be talking about the signals for spiritual health. And I want us to think about what the verse in James is talking about. Now, I'm going to recap really quickly, um, just a brief, to kind of let you know what's affected from what we did last week, and we're going to get right in to the next part. So how does spiritual health affect our well-being according to this scripture? Our prayers are affected. Our advancement is affected. The Lord raises us up. And I said advancement isn't always up. Sometimes it's forward. Don't ask the Lord to raise you up. You know, new levels, new devils, new struggles. But God is advancing you in your purpose on this earth, regardless of where your address is or has been for the last few months. Our advancement is affected by our spiritual health. Our past and our present are affected. He forgives us and he turns our pain into purpose. Our accountability is affected. It says we must confess our sins. And our actions for others is affected. We must pray for others if we want to be healed. And our prayers are effective if we are righteous, which means to be in right standing with God. Maybe you've been praying and you feel like it's been hitting the ceiling and you haven't been getting any answers. I would ask you first to examine, are you truly in right standing with the Lord, in attitude, in your atmosphere of your heart, in your home. So let's also look at some definitions. What is faith? Faith is confidence in God, a commitment, a trust, a conviction, a reliance and a dependence upon God, not upon yourself, not upon your college degree, not upon your college multiple degrees, not upon your title and your job, but faith. We're talking about a confidence and a commitment and a conviction that God exists and my life 
exist for his honor and for his glory. And I believe that's true for all of us because God is no respecter of persons. Now, I want to tell you something I've been thinking about because many people will say, oh, I know God. I know Jesus. I talk to God. I pray. But here's what the scripture says. Do you walk in faith? Do you have the commitment and conviction and the character of Christ in operation in your daily life? I know a lot of people. I know Delta Airlines. I can put Delta Airlines on my lips, but I don't give my life for them. I know and talk about my grocery store here in Rome. One, I have one called Pam and one called Pim but I'm not committed to their values. I don't even know the values they have for their store. I talked to the post office clerk. I know her face, I recognize her. Hmm. But that doesn't mean I know her deeply or that I have a deep trust in her ways. To say I know God and I talk to him is not what I'm talking about today when we're talking about spiritual health. So I want to break it down again. So we know what faith is, that commitment and that conviction of following Jesus and his ways. What is health? I want to give you some scientific medical descriptions of health and spiritual health from several researchers that I found um, as they studied health as it pertained to spiritual health. Health is a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, not merely the absence of infirmity or disease. So health doesn't mean I'm not sick. It means that every part of me is, I have a good, complete sense of mental, physical, social well-being. According to numerous studies conducted on various patients, spiritual health leads to physical health. Spiritual health leads to improved mental health and is positively related to physical health. For instance, in many patients who felt they had good spiritual health, they had less pain than those who did not have spiritual health. Spiritual health is seen from this study as we connect to God, our creator, to ourselves and to others. Those are indicators of spiritual health. Spiritual health gives us purpose and meaning for our lives. And here's some things that I thought were very interesting. Spiritual health promotes human capacity. So it's a good thing for us. Spiritual health means a purposeful life. Remember that commitment to God and his call and his uh, work in my life? There's a purpose for my life when I have spiritual health. Spiritual health reveals a balance between internal and eternal possibilities with God as the foundation, the fulcrum for that balance. Let me say that again. Spiritual health reveals a balance between internal and eternal. You thought I was going to say external, but no, I'm talking about eternal possibilities with God as the foundation or the fulcrum of balance for my life. So with that in mind and those definitions, I feel like the Lord has given me some warning signs and some signals that you are in spiritual health and vitality. And I want you to pray and ask the Lord to speak to you this morning. Would you do that with me? You know, oftentimes I'll say, let's take our mask off, pull that mask down. (laughs) If you're at home right now, you're watching with your friends, I want you to be real with God. 
because he knows every thought. He knows every hair on our head. He knows the ones that have been cut, the ones who've been colored. He knows the ones that are missing. He knows you. And today God has a word for you as we examine our lives, even in the midst of all of the crazy of this world, we can never stop growing and pursuing our spiritual health. Don't take a vacation from Jesus. So here's some of the warning signs. You know, if I'm driving down a road and it says warning and the signals are flashing danger, I'm supposed to slow my speed. Hmm. God made us slow down a lot, didn't he, in these last few months? And then I'm supposed to be very aware of what is to the right and the left ahead of me. I'm supposed to really pay attention to these warning signals on my journey on the highway. So here's some warning signals that I believe we need to pay attention to. Because if you've been feeling that fatigue, that mental or spiritual fog in your mind during these last few months, and you know, a lot of people have said to me in those first few months, you know, first four weeks, maybe we're like, oh my goodness, what's happening? And then we kind of got into a new rhythm. And then we had time for Jesus and our devotions, and that felt really good. And then in many places, we begin to open up, but yet there's so many restrictions. And then some places are closing down again and our mental and spiritual well-being is being affected. But these are the warning signs that you can watch out for and you can change them with God's help. You find yourself, this is number one, you find yourself feeling weary or apathetic. You don't care about others. The Bible says we are to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. The law of Christ is to love others as he has first loved us. So when I'm spiritually healthy, even when I feel physically tired or emotionally drained, because I know that I care about others, I will pick myself up. I will go about my day. I will put a smile on my face and it's not fake. It's faith. Don't fake it till you make it. Faith it till you make it. And be aware if you are becoming weary and uncaring or apathetic towards others. That's not how Jesus wants us to live. Jesus is never apathetic towards you or I. And if we have him living inside, he doesn't want us to have that bland, I don't care mentality. The second thing you might see is that you might begin making excuses for why you're not engaging with other Christ followers. You're isolating yourself from those gatherings where your heart can be renewed spiritually. And maybe even in this time, you've been able to say, oh, but the online ministry like right now is so awesome. But if you've had an opportunity to engage with other Christ followers, whether it's friends at work in your same station, whether it's accessing a Zoom call or an online class, like we have several online classes, online prayer But you start making excuses why I don't really need to engage with Christ's followers. Bible says, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Together we are stronger. That's that stranded cord that it's much harder to break a cord that is stranded together than a single string. The third warning signal that you might find is that your prayer life has diminished. And often your words in prayer have been more complaining to God than praising him. I love you and I want you to be spiritually healthy and I want you to have a spiritual vitality about you. And these are disciplines in my life that 
the legacy of people in my life, the generations of people in my life that have spoken to me. Your children will be blessed and your children's children and your children's children because I will not let my prayer life diminish no matter how I feel physically, no matter how I feel emotionally or relationally. We've, we've dealt with some of those subjects of health in a previous month, but this month we're talking about you personally, me personally, and our spiritual health. Don't let your prayer life diminish. Don't come to God with all your complaints. You know, if someone you love always complained to you, that would get pretty wearisome. We all love to be loved and cared for and encouraged. And God wants our praise. He wants our adoration. He will receive our request, but he doesn't want us to get a complaining spirit. And the fourth thing that I'm giving you for today is that your outlook has become more negative. You're doubtful, you're frustrated, you feel stuck, you feel defensive when people talk to you, you're irritated more often. If any of these things are hitting home to you, don't beat yourself up over it, but stay on the potter's wheel. And in a few minutes, you'll see how spiritual health, as I said earlier, it changes the way our physical body responds to us when our spirit man is healthy. So don't let that outlook become negative or cynical, doubtful, defensive. Lay that down. Lay that down and say, God, I don't want to be that. I want to be something different today. I want to be someone who's more like Christ today than I was yesterday. Why do these warning signs matter? Well, I believe the Bible is very clear. The Bible says if we are lukewarm, not fully committed to the Lord, he will reject us. Now, many times we use the NIV version, but for the sake of time, I'm going to use just the translation version of Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 through 16, the Passion Translation. I want you to look at Revelation chapter 3, verses 15 through 16. It says, I know all that you do. And I know that you are neither frozen in apathy nor fervent with passion. How I wish you were either one or the other. But because you are neither cold nor hot, but lukewarm, I am about to spit you from my mouth. That's our Father God. That's some tough love right there. He's saying, I don't want you to be apathetic. I don't want you to be lukewarm. I want you to be on fire, passionate for me. Now, I believe the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I believe that if God said, I know you and I see what's becoming and I need you to get yourself together, pull yourself up and say, God, I will get glory in the midst of this story. I will have purpose for my pain. Honor the word of the Lord. If you have found yourself to be lukewarm, at the end of this message, we're going to pray and we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to take out those impurities, to burn a fire, light a match, start being passionate about your love for Jesus in all aspects of your life. And why? Why? Why is it good? Because it said, you know, spiritual health is very good for our physical man, for our emotional man. Spiritual health will help you with several things. Number one, when you are really walking in spiritual good health, your commitment and your trust in the Lord is evident in your speech. The way you talk to yourself, 
to your family and to others. Now that's a really important piece because many times we can be spiritually dry, maybe spiritually sick, but when others come around, we're quick to say, oh, I've got to put on my church hat. I've got to put on my, my, church, my church lady conversation and bless the Lord, oh my soul. But in the privacy of your home, the way you talk to yourself does not reveal that God is in charge. The way you talk to those who are close to you does not reveal the character of Christ. Here's what Psalm 19 verse 14 says in the NIV. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your, in your sight, my Lord, my rock, and my redeemer. Not just my speech that I say out loud to the people at church, but my speech at the workplace, my speech at the home place, my speech in the mirror when I'm getting ready to the morning. Talk good to yourself. Talk good to others because God is good. And if you've forgotten that today, God is speaking to you. He wants to remind you he's a good, good father. There is a generational blessing. All you have to do is speak the name and your life will be turned around. The second thing that is a signal of good spiritual health is that your involvement with others is well balanced. You care and enjoy the moments you have with each other. That's a healthy spiritual mindset. Proverbs 17:20 and also verse 22 says one whose heart is corrupt. We're talking about spiritual health. Are you spiritually bankrupt? One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. Verse 22 says, but a cheerful heart is good medicine. Remember we're talking about health. When you need when you're sick, you take medicine. Spiritual health, spiritual medicine is having that cheerful heart, that hope-filled, faith moves a mountain kind of heart, that faith moves a mountain kind of speech and talk and involvement with others so that the other part of verse 22, cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Remember I said that spiritual health helps patients not have so much pain? So if a crushed spirit dries up my bones, they become brittle and they're easily broken. Imagine your soul. If it's easily brittle, it's easily broken. It's easily uh, affected by the words of others. God wants our hearts and our spiritual bones to be strong. And he's calling those bones to life today. The third thing is that your private life, this is a signal for good spiritual health. Your private life is the same as your public life. Now, I know sometimes people will say, Pastor Jen, you're a pastor, you have to say that, or those are Pastor Jen's words, or that's Pastor Rick's words, but today I'm giving you God's words. You can argue with me, but you can't argue with the word of God that has endured for generation upon generation upon generation. Hebrews 12, 14 in the New Living Translation says it like this, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life for those who are not holy will not see the Lord. Remember Pastor Rick's message on the last week of July about that eternal promised land, that there will be no impurities that enter heaven. I've already given you the scripture where God said, if you're lukewarm, he's spewing you out. And here he's saying, if you're not holy, you won't see the Lord. There's a reason why I want you to live spiritually holy, spiritually healthy in your private life and your public life. God sees it. 
And if you're having struggles, examine what's going on in your private time. What are you watching on TV? What are you listening to? Have you turned off those things that need to be adjusted? And the fourth thing is your mindset is being transformed into God's ways and focused on God's will for your life and choices. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. We're forced with choices. When you're a teenager, you're forced with choices by friends that are wanting you to do things that maybe you shouldn't do. When you're a university age student, you're forced to choose where in the world will I go to college? What will I study? What am I trying to become? After you graduate, many go on to pursue additional degrees. And again, you're forced with choices. Who will my soulmate be? Who will my, my mate be for life? Who will my companion be? Where will I live? How will I get money? But if our mindset is spiritually healthy, where I'm the same in private as I am in public, that my life is intertwined with the love of God, then here's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says. I'll be focused on God's will for my life. As I got older, when I could have been playing with the grandbabies, I decided to sell everything I had in America and move to a foreign country and try to learn a new language after several decades on this planet because I heard what God was saying. I've done much for you. And you can't keep this to yourself. I'm sending you to a people that need to be reminded that I am hope, that I am life, that I am future, that I am purpose. That's what spiritual health is. So here's what Romans 12, 1 and 2 says, again in the Passion Translation. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourself to God, to be his sacred living sacrifice and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Verse two, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. I can imagine that I, if I live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in God's eyes, that I will truly be spiritually healthy. My mindset is being transformed as I focus on his will at every season of my life. Isaiah 53, four and five says this, Isaiah 53, four and five. Why can you trust in the Lord? Why can you trust in that? Remember, faith is that commitment to God. So if I'm trusting in God to make me spiritually healthy and strong and not conform to the patterns and the cultures of this world, that wasn't something that was written for today. That was written years ago and just put into some new um, modern language. But the meaning is don't listen to the worlds and opinions of culture. Listen to what God is saying. Why can I trust Jesus? Here it is. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he has borne our griefs 
and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are, say are, look at somebody and say are, by his stripes, we are healed. If you are spiritually anemic today, if you are spiritually fatigued today, if you feel spiritually sick in some way, maybe you've gotten a disease of complaining. Maybe you've gotten a disease of apathy. The word of the Lord wants to come to you and purify all that impurity out of you and raise up your faith so that you can move the mountains ahead of you. Here's what I know. And I'm talking about in the spiritual, okay? We've dealt with physical. We've dealt with, with relations. But right now, I'm talking about in the spiritual. There is no disease that God cannot heal. There is no trauma that God cannot comfort. There is no turmoil that God cannot overcome with supernatural peace. There is no person, not you, not me, not the one watching online, not the one sitting in the church. There is no person too far from his reach. There is no situation too difficult for God to solve. By his stripes, we are healed. You have access to spiritual health at the name of Jesus. The worship team sang it this morning. At the name of Jesus. I want you to know you have access to spiritual health, but you have to activate it. Make an appointment with the doctor on high, the physician, the great physician. Spend time in your prayer closet. Turn on the praise music as that medicine that takes you out of the lukewarm, I don't care, I'm bored, blah, blah, blah attitude and get some jump back in your step. Get some bounce back in your step. Put another dance song on and get a new dance. Get a new song because he wants you to activate your spiritual health today, tomorrow, next week, next month, in the next season. None of us could have predicted what we have faced in 2020. And I'll tell you right now, none of us except our Father God can predict what we will face at the end of 2020, at the beginning of 2021. But what I can predict is my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. What I can predict is that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. What I can predict is that my contentment will be complete and I will not be torn by the opinions of others because I will put my trust in a God who is alive and vibrant and today he wants you to be alive and vibrant. So I want you to pray with me right now that the Lord and the Holy Spirit has, maybe you need to go back and listen to the list again. Maybe you need to look at the ticker tape that, that rolls on the bottom with the scripture or the point. But I want you to know, God wants you to be spiritually healthy. He wants that vitality to come out of your mouth, out, out of your prayers, out of your conversations, out of your actions, and out of the mindset and the attitude of your heart. That is what spiritual health will do. It will increase, according to doctors, spiritual health will increase your human capacity. 
And today, God is going to renew your spiritual health. I'm going to pray for you. And the first thing I want to do, if you're sitting in a room with others, I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. If you're sitting in a room by yourself, you can keep looking at me. But I want you to know most of all, you're looking at Jesus. And right now, God is saying, I want you to examine. Have you become lukewarm? Have you become apathetic? Have you started making excuses instead of using the spiritual energy that God has provided for you? And if so, I believe God is saying he wants you to repent. Because if you're not holy and you're lukewarm, he's going to say, I don't know you. I'm not inviting you into this holy, eternal reward place called heaven. And more importantly for right now, you can live an abundant life if you will access and activate the power of Jesus in your life. So pray with me if that's you. And if it is, you can join us in the prayer room. If you're watching online, we have an online prayer room and you can go in and you can say, please pray with me. This is my struggle. And there's someone who's ready and trained to do that. You can send us an email and you'll see that. So Lord, right now, I pray for that one. We're going to pray together. We're going to say together, dear Lord Jesus, you say, dear Lord Jesus, I ask you right now, God, forgive me for being lukewarm. Forgive me for losing my energy and becoming apathetic and uncaring. Forgive me. Take away all the impurities in my life. I'm being real with you, God. I haven't, I haven't been successful in my walk with Jesus. I've been blah. And God, I know that you want me to be bold. So today I invite you to activate the spiritual boldness in my heart and my life. I invite you, Jesus, to be in charge, and I will trust you 100%. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will keep my faith activated in Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Can we just thank the Lord for a minute? I want to thank the Lord with you. I want you to lift your hands and I want you to say, thank you, Jesus. I feel like something just came alive in there again for you. I feel like there was, you felt your heart flutter. You felt something happen. You feel a little boost of energy. You, you feel like maybe you need to go for a walk. That's the Holy Spirit saying, I'm here to energize you. I felt that happening for you. He's making all things new. The old has passed away. That old boring blah, blah, blah is gone. And that new, bold, on fire, spiritually healthy and vital person is coming back. And right now in Jesus' name, he's doing that. I also want to pray for those who need a miracle. And you know, the Bible said, I told you, it said we have to bear one another's burdens. And maybe you're facing a sickness. I know several. We pray with them on Wednesday nights as well. But I want you to know that there are times when that's why God said, I don't want you to do life alone. And it's said in Isaiah that he bore all these stripes on his back and his body so that we could have healing. And so I don't want you to get weary in believing for the miracle. Pastor Rick always says you're one prayer away from the miracle to happen. What if you stop praying and the miracle was right there? So right now we're going to pray and God is going to take whatever physical illness, emotional illness, mental illness, whatever illness has been in your life that's been diagnosed and it's needing treatment, it's needing uh, medicine, it's needing something, but you're weary from it. First of all, I want you to know you're not alone. It wasn't in my notes to say this specifically, so I know someone's listening and they feel that physical, spiritual weariness from 
from what they have going on in their life. God wants you to know you're not alone. And greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And God is no respecter of time or location. So I can speak the name of Jesus on behalf as I bear your burden. The Bible says where two or three agree as touching anything, it's done. So if you pray with me, and I know Pastor Rick is praying with me, there's at least three of us that are touching heaven on your behalf right now. So whatever's hurting you, whatever's causing you a problem, shoulders, joints, hips, head, eyes, Organs, I want you to put your hand on that part of your body. And right now, I'm going to say a prayer for you. Father, we are declaring a spiritual and a physical healing in your son or daughter's life right now. I come against sickness and disease. I come against the fatigue that sickness and disease brings on our bodies. I thank you, Lord God, that you are greater than all of this and that even in response to the troubles around the world, you said be of good cheer because you overcame all those troubles. So right now, help that one to remember you overcame cancer. You overcame diabetes. You overcame injury. You are restoring bodies. You are restoring limbs. You are going to cause limbs to work like they've never worked before. You are going to cause heart to beat in a regular fashion like it's never beat before you're gonna be so young the doctor's gonna say I don't know what happened but your heart beats like the, the heartbeat of a young man a young woman so God we thank you for healing and doing the miracles in your children's lives I thank you for that I thank you for that in Jesus name amen and amen and today I want to say on behalf of Pastor Rick and myself and the International Christian Fellowship of Rome. Thank you for joining us online. We're so happy that more of you are able to register and you can come to the campus. We have enough seats and we are doing all of the social distancing like we're supposed to. So you register online, the links are there. And for right now, that's still what we're required to do and we have limited seating. So then you get to join us online if you don't come on campus. But you know, it's August and people in, in Europe and Italy go away for something called Fair Gusto, vacation. I want to say thank you for not taking a vacation from your spiritual health. Thank you for not taking a vacation from your investment in the kingdom work that God is doing in your life and in the lives of others. Thank you for giving online. Thank you for sowing. Thank you for giving your tithes because actually that's just in obedience to the Lord. And I thank the Lord that he will bless you as you obey him. But I also want to thank you that you've chosen ICF Rome to be your church house, to be your home church, and that you will pour your seed of financial investment into your home church of blessing. And God is doing great things. We are still in pursuit of a new building, and we are going to be up and ready to go. We've got leaders coming for training and doing all kinds of things. So God is moving in Rome. He's preparing us for a new season. We had an amazing kids camp online, which required technology. So all of the seed you sow is going back to Kingdom Work. We thank you. There'll be ways that you can give online there. You'll see them in the chat. Again, if you need prayer, you can go into that prayer room and there'll be somebody who can continue to walk with you in this journey because we don't walk alone. We bear one another's burdens and Jesus walks with us. So today I bless you in the name of the Father, and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And I pray generations that you will be the generation in your family that sees an outpouring of God's abundance in your spiritual health 
that you'll be more spiritually healthy than you've ever experienced, that people will be amazed that even in this year of 2020, your spirit seems so strong and vibrant. You are a warrior and you are gonna win this battle with Jesus Christ by your side. God bless you, have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Wednesday for a prayer and on Thursday for Thursday Connect. Pastor Rick and I love you very much. We wish you a blessed week.